Test one, one, two. Hey, Matt, you there? Yeah, man, I'm here. Uh, how's your week been, man? Oh, busy, 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 man. Busy, busy. Uh, what have I done? I went for a 15k walk the other day. Yeah, why Why would you do something like that? Was that just because Ben said, oh, let's go for a walk, and you're like, all right, that'll be fun. I actually talked him into it, believe it or not. 15k's. Random, though, going for a walk and not a dirt bike ride. Oh, I can't believe that at the time just flown by and we're at the end of another season but um, I'm not going to lie I'm looking forward to a wee bit of a break well it is episode 10 shall we uh, crack a beer and crack into it then well I've already cracked a beer I'm on the uh, the first Ukrainian beer Oblon I got a, a classic Spates gold medal ale well, isn't, that's your hometown brew isn't it yeah from Dunedin oh yeah good stuff too right shall we get into it yeah let's crack on shall we get this done Welcome to Season 3 of Power Band Podcast, the uh, quintessential and premier New Zealand motorcycling podcast made by Kiwi Riders for Kiwi Riders. Thank you very much to Motomark, who have been the sponsor of this season, and of course last season as well, Motomark. More about how you can save some money on Motomark very shortly. Uh, my name is Ray here, and joining me for this episode is co-host Matthew Day Gillett. Hey man, um, I'd ask you how you've been, but uh, I've already asked you that this evening, so um, <laughs> yeah, I'll just say... Turns, on, turns out the mics were on. Yeah, it does, it does help uh, when that's uh, actually working for once. Um, but no uh, Kiwi Rider editor Ben Wilkins tonight, unfortunately, so it's just you and I. It is. We had teed him up to join us, but, uh, you know, sometimes life gets in the way. It is a Sunday night we record this, so, uh, you know, you can't win them all. If it wasn't uh, him not here, it would have been me uh, fighting uh, with a toddler who's about to turn one, or you fighting with a uh, small child, or, yeah, life's busy, isn't it? It is. Uh, Coming up in this episode, I hit a cone course with the cone heads. Uh, We go on a fantasy ride challenge. We've got a bit of news regarding a uh, certain post on the Kiwi Rider Facebook page. And it seems 2019 is the year for cancelled events. Let's get into the news. And yeah, 2019, the year for cancelled motorcycle events. Hopefully uh, this doesn't uh, sort of spiral out of control and start adding up to things like, uh, what is it, the old uh, Cold Kiwi or the Bitman Road Challenge next year, which I am in the midst of attempting to It's a bit like a for. virus. I know. Um, what's going on? It's mental. Cause, so what have we lost already this year? What's been cancelled before this? We lost t- Tussock Buster. Yeah, Tussock Buster. Um, what was it? The New Zealand Motorcycle Show, which was uh, set for... ASB Showgrounds in Green Lane uh, postponed till sometime next year. Yeah, so it was meant to be happening in September this year, uh, later in this year, 2019, uh, but they haven't really said why it's not happening. Uh, the dates allocated for the venue became un- unsuitable for many of the sponsors. That's kind of a wishy-washy excuse, but it's not happening. It's kind of like saying... Um like, oh, yeah, so we were going to do this, but uh, we've just been told or was, we've been made aware that uh, uh, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM and Honda and everyone else that was actually going to go to the event uh, can't actually make that date. Uh, so, uh, oops, that was a bit of a bummer. That's the way I read into it anyway. Is there anything else that happens around about September? Is there like, I don't know, Intermot or uh, ICMA or anything like that that, you know, would would mean that everyone's busy? Not that it affects Kiwi companies. Eh? Like, you've got small events like the Cold Kiwi. I say small, there's easily a couple of thousand people that show up to that every year. Um 
but no, I can't think of anything. I'm only thing I can think of is well, yeah, sort of the date in particular because it's not exactly a um. September, uh, it's not exactly motorcycling weather, is it? Like, well, September's when it starts warming up. September is where you get your first, your first warmish spring, early spring days. But you do still have some late ski season sometimes in September as well. So it can be a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah, like I kind of think that uh, the old motorcycle show would be better off in summer when people can actually ride there because you've got free motorcycle parking when you go to that motorcycle show. It's brilliant. I've been a couple of times. Yeah, it's yeah the perks of living uh, vaguely near Auckland, um, but. Yeah, like, so I hear you've been in touch with the organisers and, and, and just uh, radio silence so far. So far, yeah. I only sent the email on, what, Wednesday? So Sunday, three business days. They're probably uh, flat tack trying to uh, reschedule it. Um, hopefully it's for um, sort of, I'm hoping, not February because February's busy enough as it is, um, particularly with motorcycle events. You've got the Burt Monroe. Uh, you've got New Zealand Superbikes. You've got heck far out, heaps of heaps of stuff going on in february so maybe march march 8th. and of course everyone's just come back from christmas holidays they're trying to get back to work yeah or you've got no money left because you blew it all on your christmas uh christmas and new year's beverage stash um as you do but yeah bummer eh? like i was thinking of going um because i'm yeah still tossing up in my head do i go to the cold kiwi or do i sort of uh bank that uh, weekend away for uh, later in the year um, so mm, yeah I, I suppose at least this is one la- less thing I have to think oh I could go to that uh, but still, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a bummer, eh? It is a bit of a shame, but uh, they do assure us it'll be happening next year, so we'll uh, we'll share the information with you as soon as it comes to hand. Uh, further on the news, the KR Facebook page, KR, Kiwi Rider, uh, we both do a bit of work for them, and uh, I saw on the Facebook page there was a post about the Nikon. Now, the post said... And I'll read it verbatim. The answer was no. <laughs> Can we get some love for the Yamaha Nikon? Yes, it's got three wheels, but it's most definitely still it most definitely still handles like a bike, and it's got it's got massive front end grip. Have you ridden one? Do you own one? You're right. The answer was resounding. Funny no, it's like I say, we're so stuck in our ways. Anything new and uh, well evolutionary i guess you'd say for the nike and it's not revolutionary because there's other three-wheel bikes with two front wheels um but yeah we're just like no it's different i don't like it when you say we though i mean you and i actually quite like it. i think it looks like a um kind of crab on three wheels but like the idea of it sounds i've like said it before it looks i think it looks like a silverback gorilla you know it's it's on its it's on its knuckles and it's it's you know i can understand the polarizing nature of it but i can't understand the ultimate hate that came out like there's people posting memes of like guys throwing up there's a weird one of a dog on a tricycle which i don't quite darren sweetman ugliest thing ever made tire extra tire cost for it to handle like a bike i'm guessing it has a restricted lean angle due to the front end geometry pointless exercise now that kind of comment just irks me no end because he clearly hasn't written it yeah like yes you are limited in ground clearance but so, yes limited in ground clearance when you get like a cruiser or something like if you're looking at this thing going this is going to be like a r1 you're mental. nigel thompson three wheels what's it doing on a motorcycle site then well it's got the engine from an uh what is it uh mto9 um mto9 it's just yeah whole different front end essentially and like I don't, honestly, I, I don't mind it from certain angles. Other angles, I go, oh, that's a bit unfortunate looking. But like, I'd still give it a whirl if the opportunity came up, which I have had a couple of 
mentions from Yamaha Motor New Zealand, like, oh, we need to get you on a Nike. I'm like, hell yeah, let's make it happen. And um, so far, we haven't quite managed to uh, get our ducks in a row on that. But I, I'm keen as to have a go on it because it just is different. Like, why wouldn't you give it a go? Like, obviously. It seems like everyone's, it seems like everyone that's ridden it loves it. Because it's got, you know, it's got massive front end grip. It's got good, uh, it inspires confidence and it's got good power. Some people say it's, it's, it's potentially a little bit underpowered and probably needs the, uh, the R1 slash MT10 uh, engine. But, um, but by all accounts, everyone that's ridden it has gone, yeah, that's a great bike. A lot of people are saying it's, uh, it's in the same boat as the Can Am Spider. Is it the Spider? Yeah. I see. I think the Can Am's a bit. A lot different because one, you can't wheelie the Can Am, and there's a brilliant photo by Craig Stevens there of um, the undercarriage because the front two front wheels are sky high. Um, you can't do that on a um, Can Am, but also you can't lean a Can Am. Like the the thing about the Nikon is it still handles the same as a standard conventional two wheeled motorbike. You lean it into the corner, and of course, when you park your Can Am, you don't have to put a side stand down because it ain't going to fall over. Where that thing is going to fall over, it's still a motorbike. Yeah, it's not like a Piaggio MP3 where you can lock the suspension all up and it'll just sit there without a um, kickstand down. Like yeah, yeah, it's still very much a motorcycle, but. Oh, what was it? Uh, top 10 fuggiest bike ever made. Um, well, yeah, you can do that. But I like um, Jock McLaughlin. He's uh, KR's chief test pilot, essentially. Uh, looks a little bit alien meets predator, but bloody impressive to ride. And I think this is definitely one of those cases where you just have to take a leap of faith, take one for a test ride and see what it's all about. Like, yeah, it might not, for your money, you'd probably prefer something else, but... Heck, if you've got the chance to ride something cool like this, well, something different, give it a go. Um, like, where's I think the that's what it is, isn't it? It's it's the fact that it's different, and that's what people are scared of. We, you and I both uh, have talked Subarus before, yeah. and there's got nothing like a GC8. The, <laughs> the GC8 is the, the, the WRX from the 90s, right? The classic WRX. But as soon as the new one comes out, everyone goes, oh, my God, that's ugly. So you got the one that came out in 2000 with the, the, the bug eye, the round headlights, and everyone went, oh, my God, that's the ugliest thing in the world. And then when you, like, five years later, people actually like them. Oh, yeah, well, it's, yeah, the same thing. Well, there was... um. Now, I hate to bring this up because it's um, something that people can dig up on the internet, but when the, uh, I think it was 2009, 2010 um, Legacy came out, um, everyone went, oh my God, this is the most hideous Sabari ever. And someone unfortunately photoshopped a very drunk me and a couple of other drunk people onto the bonnet um, and around it. And um, yeah, we didn't improve the situation so much but i own one of those cars now and um i really love it like yeah it's cvt gearbox it's not the most sporty thing but horses for courses i needed a baby wagon and that's what i ended up with um but yeah we should probably reel this back towards motorcycles so bring, bringing it back to bikes i think uh, so much hate like i didn't I, I expected to see some people saying oh i don't really like it but hate man the hate is real so i think people just calm the hell down and go and take one for a ride it's not the nana bike car trike that you think yeah it's not a scooter it's not like it's not the tricity it's not a piaggio mp3 it's a whole different kettle of fish and it's a it's hard to really place it where it sits in motorcycling, if it's got its own segment or if it's a sports um, tourer or a tourer or what. But 
but yeah, it's different, and you can't. I reckon, yeah, you, you got to take one for a test ride. If you're just judging the book by its cover, then um, well, that's not really helping anyone, is it? No. Um, Shall we move along? Yeah, um, I actually just had a thought um, also on the Yamaha train um, that Yamaha is bringing the uh, Tenere 700, and they're doing a bit of a tour around the country with a few of them. Um, for the public to have a look just before they arrive officially in the country later in the year, um, which I believe it's uh, August. Um, we'll be seeing that uh, big tour set off. That'll be cool. It's open to the public. I thought initially when I got the email from Yamaha, it was just a one press day, but uh, now it's a whole big old um, tour. They're going all the major centres, so they are doing uh, Friday, 16th of August, Blush Studios in Freeman's Bay, Auckland. Uh, Sunday the 18th of August uh, this will be the one you'll be going to with your uh, oh, what is it your kidney in a box or something Ray so you can uh, put down a deposit um, QT Museum Hotel kidney right arm left yeah, testicle QT Museum Hotel Wellington well yeah, you don't need the testicle anymore because you've already got a kid so uh, you, you've done your dash there um, and <laughs> I got two for those of you in the south uh, Wednesday the 21st of August at Passengers & Co Rusley Christchurch um, so now, if you want to get in on this Yamaha Tenere 700 World Raid that they're calling it, head to yamaha-motor.co.nz. There's a big button there with the Tenere 700 on there. You can register your interest, and they'll send you an email and an invite to their event. Yeah, in Tenere 700 New Zealand Tour. Register now. Um, I'm looking forward to having a good gander at this bike and trying it on for size. Um, still no to on exactly when they arrive in country, um, but... We have been told in the past, like, we know what it's going to cost. It's going to be just under 17 grand, and it's going to um, be here in the uh, fourth quarter of this year. So that's basically any time from, what, October onwards? So I've got a picture of this pinned to the fridge with um, uh, the words, Ray's Christmas present uh, above it. Uh, oh, you think the wife's wife going to uh, up on that? <laughs> wow, your m- wife must be loaded. Like, um, I'm going to be lucky to still have my <laughs> motorbike if I keep playing my cars as I have lately at Christmas time. Dreams are free, though, right? Oh, heck yeah! Gotta love dreams. Um, and yeah, so should we move on? Get away from uh, this blue stuff because. Um, yeah, I don't want to be accused of being a Yamaha fanboy. I know you're quite proud of that fact, but... Um. <laughs> Tickets are on sale now to an event that I absolutely want to go to. And it, to be honest, and this sounds really bad, it was the wife that brought my attention to this. The Monster Energy SX Open Auckland Supercross World Championships happening in Auckland November 16th in Mount Smart Stadium. This event was absolutely manic and epic last year. Uh, they covered everything up because it was raining. They opened it up at the last second. Uh, old Brad Groombridge got invited along amongst many, many other riders, both local and international, and it's going to be an epic event. So get your tickets now from sxopen.com for the Monster Energy SX Open Auckland Supercross World Championships. Yeah, I might uh, have to try and put some money aside and try and get myself there uh, this year because, yeah, I couldn't score a free ticket to save my life last year, and... Um yeah, relying on the free tickets. Uh, have, you, have you heard the term uh, media accreditation? I have, but even that wasn't going for me last year. And I was working for um, a couple of uh, very, well, very popular motorcycle magazines. Uh, when, yeah, absolute radio silence. Yeah, they're not that popular. Well, we didn't even hear anything about it. Um, but I don't think anyone else did. Um, it was all uh, very mainstream. They ignored the uh, motorcycle media. 
but uh, it's that's actually interesting because um, Andrew Laotoa, Maori Fem Breakfast announcer in Topor, who we talked with in season one, he got media accredit- accreditation and he works for Maori Fem. Yeah, well, like all the um, basically it was um, yeah the old um, all the radio stations and whatnot they were they got all the action and the magazines and whatnot. And, um, yeah, maybe it's just because we're too much too. Uh, in the scene, I guess, um, would be the way of putting it. Um, but yeah, like our, all our audience already knew about it. And we were like, Hey, what? <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, moving on, um, I don't think there's really much else, uh, newsworthy going on this week. And, uh, no, that pretty much rounds us off for the news. All right, so uh, coming up shortly, we're going to be talking about Motormark and how you can save yourself 15% off your next Motormark purchase. Uh, keep listening for that. Also, we're going to be going on a bit of a, uh, a theoretical fantasy ride challenge. We haven't done one of these uh, this season. Uh, this Yeah, this season, I don't think. I don't think we have, no. I think the last one we did uh, was the one we did with uh, Jesse May. Yeah, in season two. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> keep, keep listening for that. However, last week, I, I went to see the Coney. Heads. Aren't they an alien race which have uh, rather large heads? You want some chewing gum? <laughs> I don't think you'd get that reference. <laughs> that Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. <laughs> no, not not the Coneheads from the movie. <laughs> no, uh, Coneheads. Uh, based in Wellington, it is Moto Jim Kana. Roll the tape. <laughs> As the sun sets on a Wellington evening, a week after the shortest day in the middle of winter, most people will probably be hitting the motorway to uh, to get home. But no, I was hitting the motorway to head to Tawa to go and ride my motorbike around some cones. Yeah, basically what they do is they take bikes. It doesn't really matter what sort of bike you're on. Um, at the top level, you get um, uh, you get 100 grams, so 125 cc's racing against CBR thousands and they're coming in within fractions of a second of each other um, so it's a real tight sport and at all levels so basically the level that we're at here tonight um, going up um, in, uh, in levels you find a lot of tight um, tight competition um, so the competition basically revolves around going around a, a set of cones um, with uh, a specific course um, if you touch the cone, you lose time. If you put your foot down, you lose time. If you fall off, you can get back on again and keep going, but as long as you get around all the course in the prescribed order. And it's, so it's a time trial. You're not normally racing against each other. Um, and um, yes, uh, so about 30% mental and about uh, 70% uh, rider skill. So that was the long and skinny of the briefing. Basically, we kicked off with a slalom. We're talking um, two to two and a half metres between the cones. Left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. And and warming up to some more twisty courses. Right, so how was that? Did you feel faster transitions from left to right when you're using your feet? Yeah. Yeah. Next is we'll bring the hands in, okay? And so what we'll do on this next time is we won't use the cones at first, um, but what I want you to try and do is to get onto full lock. To do this, you're going to need to use both your hands and your feet, and you just take it, so if you start off with as far as you want to go, and then just each time, just try a little tiny bit more, 
until you start to get onto full lock. When you go into full lock, you clunk and you go back to the next, back the other way. So you clunk to the left, you push down with your right foot, you turn your body that little bit, and your bars, will, bars should come round and clunk to the right, and then clunk to the left again. Now you're not gonna get it immediately, um, but what I want you to try and do is to try and just get a little bit more every time you're doing a slalom. So off we go, up and down the car park, lock to lock. This kind of seems like an easy thing to do, but if you ever uh, find yourself in an empty car park, give it a crack. Uh, full lock to full lock, left to right. It's not as easy as you'd think, and uh, some of the other guys were struggling. Of course, in the field, we had me on the MT-07, we had a guy on an R3, we had a couple of 150s there, and even a guy on a Harley. And the guy on the Harley was quick, but he did struggle in the tight, twisty stuff. Okay, um... Now the next thing on the uh, for tonight is the GP8. The uh, GP8 is the simplest Moto Gym car, of course, and it consists of a start and finish gate and two cones. The GP8, because it's the um, figure of eight Grand Prix, um, what you have to do is you start off, you can start off either side, and you go forward, and then you go in between the two cones, in between those two, two far cones, and that starts off your figure of eight. This is a really, it's like a baseline course, so I've been doing it since I started. Uh, when I first started, I would do it in about a minute, and now I'm trying to um, get, 30 get under 30 seconds. So that's my current goal. I've not done it yet, I've got down to 31. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for We'll come out to Tawa on a rather chilly night, and Ben, editor Kiwi Rider, welcome. Welcome to Wellington. It's cold. It is pretty cold, but I'm not going to complain about it because I don't want to be a whinging uh, Aucklander. We are in the car park of Outlet City. Now, if you've been to Wellington, Tawa, you'll know exactly where we are. It's quite dark. We've got the street lights going, and we've come here for what is it called? Coneheads Moto. Moto Gymkhana. Uh, sorry, I didn't catch your name. No, I'm Emanuela. Emanuela. Hello. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Uh, now we've done uh, we've done slalom, we've done speedy slalom, we've done uh, big wide slaloms and lock to lock uh, action. Um, it's all about uh, bike control. That's right, isn't it? Well, you don't really. It's pretty much impossible to go over 50 k's. So this is all about controlling your bike in a safe environment so when it's dangerous in the road you'll know what to do brilliant uh ben you didn't bring your bike here though um no so it's just down to me and the mighty mt07 uh right we're gonna do do some uh some, some might say that's perfect for the job some might say some might say it's not as well <laughs> what, what somebody said before uh what did they say uh Honda Groms and CBR1000s get similar times on this sort of stuff? Uh, pretty much any bike because it's mostly about your own control. Um, our current Japanese champion for the world competition is on a GSX-1000. Um, that, that being said, we have uh, 300s also in top placements, uh, just seconds behind him. Brilliant. All right, well, let's crack into some... Um what is it called? GP8? Yeah, GP8. So that's just a uh, figure eight going five full, fi uh, four full figure eights um, round uh, set uh, distance cones uh, as possible as uh, fast as you possibly can. How long have you been doing this? Uh, since April when I wrecked my first bike. And what is your top time on a GP8? Uh, 36.8 seconds. All right. 
challenge accepted. <laughs> Don't break yourself. I suppose I should probably start talking. Right, this is, what is this GP8? Right, good luck everyone, here we go. I'll put my arm up when it's time for you to come back in. Okay. Good. So from here, it was from the start finish gate, straight up on the right hand side of the first cone. Cut left, snapped the head all the way around to the right, and the, uh, the handlebars followed the head all the way around and swing around that first cone. And we go through the, around the top cone five times, so around and then back down past the home cone, passing that with the cone on the left, snapping the head all the way over to the left, and the handlebars follow, dipping it into that corner, then accelerating and slamming on the brakes back into that top cone. We did five figure eights around those cones, then back down to the start finish box and stopping inside the box. 45.81, that's brilliant for first time. Oh, nice. Alright, Ben, show us how it's done. No, not me. <laughs> if you try to back your bike as close as you can to the end cone, that gives you a little bit of acceleration before you um, pass the gate. Oh, okay. So when you're ready. Right, eh? So here we go with GP8 number two. Of course, with a time of 45 seconds to beat and uh, aiming for low 30s, I was determined to do better and uh, the red mist descended. 42.2. Plus a second. Plus a second? Yeah, you tapped your foot. Did I win? I just didn't put your arm up early enough. I wasn't counting, you're right. Of course, having got it down to 42 seconds, I had to see if I could get it into the 30s. So we went for one more round of the GP8. 40 seconds? I reckon you're a natural. You reckon? Yeah. So, Moto, Moto Gymkhana? Yes. Moto, Moto Gymkhana at, uh, at, at, where are we? Outlet City, Wellington Tower, chilly night. James, hey, thanks very much for organising most of this. Oh, no worries, no worries. Uh, so, what, what's the story? You guys meet often? Um, yeah, we meet every uh, Thursday night at um, from about half past five-ish uh, through to half past seven, um, unless it's really raining, but yeah, we go all year. Brilliant. Uh, I might have shown my slightly competitive side there. And uh, how can people find you, find out more about Moto Gymkhana? Um, if you look up Coneheads Moto Gymkhana on Facebook, um, we have a, an active group there. Um, or, um, yeah, find me, James Riley, um, and message me. It's probably the most fun you can have on your bike uh, at normal normal speeds. It is. It's um, yeah, probably the, uh, the most, um, most fun non-lethal motorsport that you can do. And it's probably going to uh, give you some skills to use on the road as well. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and the riders that we have coming through, it definitely helps with uh, all types of riding. And so approachable too. Moto Gymkhana, uh, thanks very much. Cheers.
Wow. And that, like I mentioned in the tape, that brought out my competitive side. That was crazy how competitive that got. I ended up in the long course, which you didn't hear in that piece of audio, uh, I came third. So the long course, you started in, in a box of you know four cones, and you shot out and you did a circle around it, like a full 360 around the cone. You had about a 30-meter sprint. You had to do a hairpin back to that first cone, uh, around that cone, which was another hairpin, and then a slalom up, hook it left around another cone, straight across and around the outside of a cone circle, and then around the inside of the cone circle the opposite way, and then you had a big wide slalom back to the finishing box. I'm surprised you didn't get lost, to be honest. I'd get lost. <laughs> I did the first time. I got. I, that sounds very complicated, and I did get lost the first time. Uh, if you've ever watched Moto Jim Carner videos on YouTube, I worked it out, though. The the uh, the red cone you've got to pass with it on your right. The blue cone you've got to pass with it on your left. If there's a yellow band on any of those cones, you have to go all the way around. Does that make sense? A little bit, yeah. I'd I'd have to give it a go myself because um, I remember uh, you were talking to Ben about this before you guys uh, went along to it, and he was saying, "Oh, high silica content tires, uh, quite good for this sort of thing." Uh, well, high silica contents exactly what's on my rally at these uh, at this stage, the Avon Trail Riders. So, um, who knows? Maybe the uh, the little rally would be a bit of fun to do. Would absolutely suck if I dropped it because those fairings stick out a fair bit. But um, yeah, did anyone drop the bikes while you were there? It's not that easy to drop your bike at those low speeds. Like I think I cracked fifty k's on the three hundred on the three hundred meter sprints. But the other things we were doing were like slaloms, GP eight. They call it the GP8, the Grand Prix 8, which was just a, a figure of eight. Um, so the speed that you're doing, it's really hard to, to not just put your leg down and stop the stop the bike from falling over. But the uh, the Michelin Pilot Road or Michelin Road 5s on the MTO7, they did absolutely fantastically. And uh, Ben actually showed up and he goes, oh, how are you going? How are those Pilot Road 5s? And I said, yeah, no, they're really, really good. I haven't, they, I haven't lost traction or anything and he put his hand on them and they said they're stone cold oh wow hey. so that, it must be that that uh that high silica content was just absolutely brilliant brilliant uh i hate to end that same way um uh, these conehead guys where do they run all these uh events so is it just in wellington or do they do it uh here there and everywhere well the wellington coneheads are based in wellington they meet at the tower uh in tower at the Dressmart car park the outlet city car park uh, but I think if you head onto Facebook and search Moto Gymkhana in your region, you'll find it, uh, find something suitable. And if you don't find something suitable, get out there and do it yourself. All you've got to do is Google Moto Gymkhana, see a, co- a course that you like, and then go and find an empty car park and put some cones down. Uh, and even if you're not going for the time if you're not competing it is an absolutely brilliant way to up your riding skill especially if you're riding in traffic quite a bit uh these are skills that you're going to you're going to develop without even consciously thinking about it uh i've mentioned it before but seat time your body learns what to do the more time you spend in the seat the more time you spend doing tight donuts and I mean that was recommended to me when I first rode. I first started riding. Go down to the car park, uh, find even if you don't have any cones, two parallel or three parallel car parking spaces, and literally go around in the tightest circles you can possibly go around in. Just round and round and round and round and round in circles. And then when you get dizzy, go the opposite way and keep inside those lines. 
And another good um, another good exercise that we did at the Coneheads meeting the other night was uh, going down in a straight line with no cones or anything and going lock to lock. So you're you're hooking it right and then as soon as you get into, you know, full lock, you hook it left and go full lock. And if you can, you don't have to go fast, but if you can get it in full lock, left to right, to left to right, to left to right, it's going to, um, it's going to help with your control and your ability and your 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 body is going to learn what to do so your mind can think about other things and it doesn't have to think about the little things all the time does that make any sense a little bit yeah it kind of reminds me of uh, what i was told when i did a ride forever silver course back in the day when i had my little gv 250 hire sung um the little cruiser they did and um yeah we did a little bit of slalom cones and the slow race that was good fun and yeah there was one trick where they actually put a half tennis ball down um, in the middle of this car park and you basically just had to loop it as closely and tightly as you could and it was bloody good fun and all that practice like made me so much more confident with that bike now i didn't have that bike for too long to be honest but um man it's yeah it's that as you say, the repetition and practicing that slow speed stuff because higher speed maneuvers and that, they kind of almost write themselves, uh, for lack of a better word. And, yeah, it's the slow speed stuff where you can really come a cropper because your body position might be just a little bit out and your weight on the bike's in the wrong place and, poop down she goes or... Yeah, it's, practice makes perfect. Now, one more thing on that subject before we dive into the fantasy challenge, fantasy ride challenge. I learned something at the Coneheads. I mean, everybody thinks that they can ride well, right? I've been riding for 10 years. I kind of know how to get a motorcycle from A to B. But I learned something. And what I learned was I was in in a low-speed right-hand turn. So I was leaned over going around a cone. And I had to flick it left, but also accelerate at the same time. And I found that if I opened the tap while I was in that right-hand turn, low-speed open the tap and let the bike accelerate, it flicks itself upright. So it, it kind of throws itself out of that, that right-hand lean. It happens on the left-hand side as well. Ooh. Uh, and I said to Ben, man, I didn't know the bike would do that. He goes, yeah, well, that's that's actually a trick for riding the bike. And that's how some of the, ra- the guys that race go from, you know, a hard right or a hard left into the opposite corner. They'll... they'll f- wind on the throttle to let the bike bring itself up and then they'll chuck it into the opposite corner ah, a bit of physics All magic physics, isn't it? there going I think right so that's enough about the Coneheads do check them out on Facebook you'll find the guys in Wellington at uh, Coneheads Moto Gymkhana on Facebook or I'll tell you what, I'll do a bit of research and see how many other Conehead groups around the country I can find, and I'll chuck them up on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash powerbandpodcast. Let's dive into our fantasy ride challenge. So the idea behind this is um, my old man and I are planning on doing the Burtman Road Challenge this coming year, so uh, that'll be February. Uh, Dad turns 70, um, so it'll be nice to get him and uh, Humpty Dumpty, the Triumph Tiger 1050, uh, down for one last big ride down uh, that way because, yeah, Dad's getting on. And, um, yeah, it's not exactly an easy thing to go from uh, the North Island all the way down to Invercargill, uh, especially if you want to do it. It's got to take a lot of planning. But, yeah, I thought this would be a fun alternative because our previous challenges have basically been North Island-based. So And a bit of an arbitrary route. Yes. Yeah, so, um, and at this point... Um, I said route. Yep, you did. <laughs> route, 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 route. 
at this stage, we've left the, the route, 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 route um, open, and we're just going to focus on what bikes we're going to um, get. So I set a budget of $4,000 and a minimum of 700 cc's, with the caveat that there are no adventure bikes allowed, and the bike must have a warrant of fitness and registration, because um, as you may recall, um, in previous challenges, we've kind of played silly buggers a little bit with um, the old Waff and Reg rules, picking up absolute steals, which have uh, no registration because they've been uh, written off, <laughs> for lack of a better word. So, uh, minimum 700cc engine, no adventure bikes, must have a WAF and reg. Um, I devised a point system that was completely random. Uh, five points for every $100 under the $4,000 budget. Five points for luggage included. Five points for the biggest fuel range, which um, I haven't actually done any research on my bike yet. Um, don't know if you have, Ray. Ten points for the coolest bike to be agreed on at the time we record. Ten points for the best deal, uh, again, to be agreed on, uh, because that's a bit of a subjective thing. Ten points if uh, the prospective bike is within 50 kilometres of your home. So uh, basically you can get the missus to drive you, drop you off, you can pick the bike up. Uh, you don't have to call in a shipping company to ship the bike to your front door. Ten points if the bike has over 100,000 kilometres on the clock, because old bikes are cool. Um Negative, oh, sorry, that was negative 10 points um, if the bike is over 100,000k. Uh, negative 5 points for any broken feature on the bike and negative 10 points for the worst bike to be to be agreed on at the time of recording. All right. So I've got my bike here. I do. Oh, a VFR 800. Now, there's a story behind this. I actually, I, I misread the rules when you first set it out last week. Uh, and so I basically had four bikes in front of me. I had a Suzuki DR650SE. I had a Yamaha R6. I had a 1985 BMW R65. And, of course, this Honda VTR 800. Uh, but then I reread the rules. Basically, VFR, as, not a VT. Sorry, VFR, <laughs> VFR. Uh, then I reread the rules and realized that... Uh, only one of those four bikes was over the 700cc limit. So that literally counted out three bikes and left me with the uh, Honda VFR 800, a 1998 model. Very limited information. Now, this is the pre-VTEC model. No VTEC on this puppy and arguably a better bike because of it. It's in gorgeous red. It uh, it has the factory uh, fairings and everything. No, no, nothing outstanding as far as looks. But it does come with the Ventura rear ba- rear pack rack and a pack with it. Uh, other interesting other interesting bits and pieces on this bike include the fact that it's done one hundred and eighteen thousand k's. Well, that's minus ten points. <laughs> Oh bugger! And it has hot grips uh, with a with a kind of a switch, no buttons, just a switch. But it's a it's a pretty snazzy looking bike. And this bike is being sold by a car dealer, uh, literally four k's from my house. So that's even closer than the bike I found. So um, I also found a Honda, interestingly enough, uh, from Honda Hamilton. And it is a 1987 CBR 750 Hurricane. Um, and I'm not going to lie, it's absolutely hideous. It has uh, Valentino Rossi-inspired movie star stickers all over it, uh, which um, if I theoretically got this bike, um, I'd be borrowing the wife's hairdryer and ripping those off because it's this lovely blue color underneath all these hideous stickers. 
Um, it has 93,000 kilometres, so it's under the 100,000 uh, K uh, limit there. Um, it comes with three months registration and WAF. And the guys at Honda Hamilton say uh, this will be a good, cheap bike for someone to have a bit of fun and freedom on. And that's basically the ticket for what I was thinking of for this little fantasy trip. It's not the prettiest bike out there, but it'll be a bit of fun. Near new tyres as well, uh, which look to be uh, Michelin Pilot Roads. Interestingly enough, um, I was doing a bit of research and I thought this was a typo. It's got a 19-inch rear wheel and a se- – oh, no, sorry, not a 19. An eight- no, yeah, it is a 19. Basically, the rear wheel's bigger than the front wheel, and um, I was like, that can't be right, but it's true. So, um, yeah, a bit of an odd duck, this bike. Um, as I said, not the prettiest thing, um, but, yeah, I kind of – I look at it, and I just keep having flashbacks to um, the Season 2 finale, where I was stuck behind uh, old Mad Mike on his CBR Thou from 1993 and going, that bike has a nice ass. And, um, yeah, looking at the ass of this bike, I'm like, yeah, this bike has a nice ass too. Uh, unfortunately, no luggage, so I don't pick up any points there. Um, but it is within 50 k's of my home. This is at uh, Honda Hamilton, as I said, uh, which is in Willoughby Street in Hamilton. I'm in Cambridge, so it's within easily within that 50 k's. So let's work through our uh, our, our our point system with each bike systematically. So the first thing on the list: five points for every $100 under budget. Now I am uh, exactly. Five dollars under budget, so I get no points there. My bike is, has an asking price of two thousand nine hundred and ninety-five dollars, so I am one thousand and five dollars under budget. So uh, five points times ten, I think that's 50, 50 points for me. Fifty points to start with. All right, budget zero points there for Ray. Uh, moving on. So the next one was. Uh, five points for luggage, which, Ray, you pick up five points for luggage. Um, oh, yeah, five points. Yep. I'm only ten times as far ahead of you. Um, but I have no luggage on my bike, though I'm pretty sure I could strap a backpack to the back of this bike. It looks huge. Five points for the biggest range. So... Um, I've got f- All right, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to Google this, aren't we? <laughs> While you're doing it the hard way and working it out, the 1998 Honda VFR 800 Interceptor. I should get more points for the fact it's got a cool name like Interceptor. Gets an average liter to the hundred k's mar- uh, rating of six. Oh, you beat me. What have you got? Um, so I couldn't. I couldn't get a 1987 because Fuelie only has a 1988 model. Um, there is one vehicle with eight fuel ups and it averages 6.7 uh, litres to 100 k's. Um, so, yeah, this is confusing. Kilometres per litre, this should actually uh, give us an actual range. Um, so, average for me is um, oh, based off this one motorcycle on Fuelie.com, um, 15 kilometres per litre. So, times 15 by 21, theoretically 315k. That makes a lot more sense. All right, that works a bit more. All right, so I have uh, an average of 17 kilometres per litre times my 20.8 litre fuel tank gives me a range of 353.6 kilometres to the tank. So that means you pick up the points there, which were... uh, Oh, yeah. 
Five points for the biggest Ray. Five points there for Ray. Zero points for Matt. All right. So moving on, the next one was 10 points for the coolest bike. Now, this was to be agreed on at the time. Uh, I'm going to put mine right beside yours on my screen. And I'm going to, I'm just going to jump out there and say that I think, and you'd expect me to say this, that my bike is cooler because it is absolutely original. It is beautiful in red. Uh, It's got the classic silver, red, and black color scheme going on. Uh, The only modifications are that pack rack and the heat grip so i reckon mine's cooler yes i agree uh, wholeheartedly because my bike is ugly as sin <laughs> there's no going about it i do like the, i love the blue i love the blue it's interesting that we've actually both gone for hondas um i love the blue on your bike but uh, yeah those stickers man they're not factory surely oh, definitely not i'd say um like as i said um if i was to just this bike I'd immediately be getting the uh, wife's uh, hairdryer out and pulling those uh, movie star stickers off the Telefonica sticker I'd be leaving the Honda on the belly pan and on the fuel tank you know, but everything else would be coming off because it just ruins the bike yeah like it, it does have a bit of 80s cool factor going on but yeah that VFR uh, 800 of yours um, it's, yeah it's just it's a nice looking bike it's cool it's so uh yeah you take the points home there i think that was an easy choice 10 points for the best deal um i don't know if my bike is the best deal it's got over a hundred thousand k's on it they want four grand plus it's a dealer not a uh not a private sale yeah i, I don't know One hundred twenty thousand k's nearly um on a uh, that said, coming from a dealer, I get I get that dealer backup. I get that that warranty and everything. Do you? Um, but oh, it's mm, yeah. I'm covered by the Consumer Guarantees Act. Buying this bike from a dealer, where through a private sale, you don't get any of that. But does that make the deal better? I don't know because bang for buck, I kind of think. Um, the CBR seven fifty, it's um, got less K's. It is. Um, 11 years older to be honest um, which doesn't really help it um, but it's got that kind of 80s kind of cool factor going for it so once you get rid of those ugly stickers and- mind you yours is coming from a dealer as well as well as well yeah as well. and three grand um, I don't know if you're going to get a big bike um, for much less than that especially off a dealer um, it's a lot of lot of capacity in the engine for three grand how many k's on it uh, 93,063 <laughs> and how much waff and rego does it come with uh, three months uh, new waff obviously old bikes six monthly um, three months of rego um, which I believe saying how much rego does yours come with same deal same deal both both come uh, well it gets it gets a new off on sale and three months rego on sale oh see yeah yours is a thousand dollars more but it's also 11 years newer uh, a lot more technology in it but a lot more K's as well <clears throat> yeah but it's a VFR so it's got the V4 engine and a single sided swing arm which is quite sexy right, if I was going to um, say which bike wins that challenge I would say yours what do you say? oh see I was going to say yours so I guess we yeah cancel this one out because we can't agree uh, it's a shame we don't have Ben here because he'd be the tiebreaker uh, but we'd also have some hideous bike of his so let's uh, cancel that one out because we- Sh- should I should I message him and see if yeah, we get a reply yeah let's come back to that one then shall we alright I'll, I'll send him a message now hang on uh, hopefully he comes back to us before we finish recording this segment <laughs> So next one was uh, 10 points of the prospective bikers within 50k of home. So we both pick up 10 points there. But now it gets interesting. Too easy. Uh, minus five points for any broken feature on the bike. Well, there's none listed on my listing. Um, it's a wee bit 
scratched up as you'd expect. A- Apart from the fact that it's got those horrible stickers on it, that kind of makes it broken. Yeah, and uh, the uh, black exhaust pipe, uh, the paint's peeling on it. But I wouldn't exactly call it broken, broken. Like, the fairings are intact. It hasn't been crashed. It hasn't been noticeably crashed. Yeah, and um, I don't have any, like, it's an old bike, so there's uh, very little to actually go wrong with it. It doesn't have rider modes or any electronic stuff. It's... Uh, so nothing for you there, and uh, nothing for me because my bike, well, they haven't mentioned anything, so I'd assume that everything works. Yep, so uh, we both uh, escaped there with no no damage. Minus 10 points for any bike over over 100,000k. Oh, yes, so that's uh, your bike. You do get minus 10 there. Sorry, how did I miss that? And then minus 10 for the worst bike to be agreed on. Well, I think if yours is the best bike, then mine by default is the worst bike because... Uh, I think on looks alone, yours is the worst bike. Yeah, so I'm minus 10 points there and you're sweet. So um, I don't know if uh, Ben's gotten back to you yet, but I've got... Uh, so I'll read your points out. So you picked up 5, 20 points, 30, and then you lost 10 points, so... So I'm on 20 points. You're on 20 points. Yeah, I think I've somehow taken away this one. But obviously this could change with Ben's, uh, actually no, it couldn't, $50 for the budget because I smashed that one. You've won that regardless of the outcome from Ben, so well done, well done. I mean, I did have the better bike and I'm quite happy to ride away on that, but uh, uh, you have to be seen riding that horrible thing with stickers all over it. Yeah, not not the best. Um, but yeah, it's like, out of the two, I definitely probably prefer to be riding that VFR 800 because the theory, um, the theoretical ride, obviously, we go into the Burt Munro Challenge, in theory. Uh, they want to do a lap of the South Island while we do it. Uh, so we're going to start off in Picton at the f- um, ferry terminal. Where are we going to go, mate? Uh, you're a South Island boy. You know where you're going. Uh, you know the... Some really nice roads if you go up to Nelson and then down uh, Nelson Murchison uh, down to Hamner Springs. Uh, spend a night in Hamner Springs uh, because that's, you know, just a gorgeous hot pool place. Uh, and then I reckon you'd have to go down through Central Otago uh, and then from Queenstown, Devil's Staircase and the back way into Invercargill. That'd be my recommendation because then you'd uh, you'd avoid State Highway 1. Uh, and, and, you know, the Kaikoura thing, it's, it's kind of been built back up but there's still some some dodgy roads there and to be honest after the Hundalees which is just south of Kaikoura it is boring as batshit at least if you go through the central area uh, you still go through you know as I said Hamlet Springs you still go through Christchurch but then you can go back inland and you go through Tikapo uh, you've got uh, well Cromwell yeah I think it's a bit quicker uh, through to Central Otago and just some more interesting roads. Oh, I'd have a very, very, very sore butt <laughs> from that seat. I'm really considering uh, looking online and uh, or going over to Morrinsville and seeing uh, DR Trim and uh, doing something about the seat on my bike because for long trips, uh, it's just, it's not adequate. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, at bare minimum, I think you probably need to get get a bit more seat time and get to get a few calluses on that ass because, uh, you know, a massive trip like that uh, and and not having not ridden much before that, it's a uh, it's a big ask. Yeah, and oh, got to get luggage and stuff as well. But uh, thanks for helping me uh, covertly plan my trip to the Batman Road Challenge in February, Ray. Because um, yeah, I I'm not particularly familiar with the roads in um, the South Island, like. 
Yeah, personally, I have written... No worries. I'm actually a bit fizzed up about joining you uh, just quietly, so um, <laughs> we'll see how we go on that one, eh? Yeah, definitely. Well, your little man will be one by then, so you'll be sweet. Uh. Right. Uh, well, that pretty much rounds us off for another episode and another season. Season three brought to you by Moto Muck. Thank you very much to the team at Moto Muck. Make sure you do grab yourself some of that Moto Muck. Now, we've been uh, telling you about a promo code, which you can make use of uh, until further notice. Um, I don't, I've I've talked to Hilton. I haven't actually talked to Hilton about what happens after season three finishes. So use that while you can. If it still works, good on you. Uh, use the promo code POWERBAND at uh, at at motomark.co.nz head up the store there put everything in your cart when you get to the checkout uh, put the promo code POWERBAND in there and you'll get 15% off your purchase that's a pretty good deal oh heck yeah Um, and oh man like I know I'd be uh, stocking up on a few products Um, I know I've run out of Motomark so I do need to stock up on a few products Um, but the wheel muck because I hate cleaning wheels (laughs) like if there's one part of a vehicle I hate cleaning, it's the wheels because it's so mucky, especially when you've got brake dust or a bit of, like in our case, chain grease. Um, if you can keep your hands away from those areas, uh, all the better. And Motormark's um, wheel cleaning stuff, wheel mark, oh, top-notch stuff. Plus, it's really cool to watch your uh, wheels change color from green to red uh, as the uh, iron in the brake dust oxidizes. We've prattled on about it a lot this season. Motormark, it's really good. You just spray it on. Crack a beer, drink the beer, spray it off. Done and dusted, no dramas. It's not just us prattling on about it, it actually works. Uh, there's many, many people all over the internet and all over the country that swear by this stuff. Uh, Chris Power from the dirt.co.nz, he, he gets angry when he runs out of the stuff. Uh, I hate to see that man angry because, he, man, he can handle a bike. So check out motormark.co.nz. Get into the, uh, the store and uh, at the checkout, use the code Powerband for 15% off. A few more thank yous to say this season. Got to say a massive thank you to all our international listeners, Matt. Now, this season, we've had... Ooh, we have some internationals, do we? We do. We've had listeners from the US of A, Australia, the Ooh. United Kingdom, and India, just to name a few. So, hello to all our probably expats, New Zealand expats who live overseas. Uh, thank you very much for listening. And if you're not, if you if you just like what we, some people say they like our accents, Matt. Can you imagine that? No, I think that's utter bollocks. <laughs> I don't like our accents. So, g'day um, to all you in Australia. How you going to all you in America? Uh, greetings to everyone in India, and uh, top of the morning to you in the uk <laughs> oh man also a massive thank you to uh, chris power the dirt.co.nz now chris has a website also a podcast but on his website he's revealed his top picks for the uh, 2020 bikes coming out next year uh, so i highly recommend checking and out the his dirt story. bikes as well yes yeah, sorry the 2020 <laughs> dirt bikes because uh, he he, he basically said last uh, last episode he, he has not much love for the road bikes yeah well there's a few he'd give a go and whatnot but yeah he is a dirt boy at heart and um, it was awesome fun hopefully we get him on um, our podcast again sometime in the near future because he's such a nice bloke to talk to and he has so much knowledge when it comes to dirt bikes now you guys put the hard word on me last episode and said what would I get and I said uh, uh, the Indian FTR 1200 gotta say a massive thank you to uh, to Pete uh, Veg and and of course, Ben, and of course, uh, Jock, and the rest of the team at KiwiRider.co.nz or KiwiRider the magazine. It's complete online. You can 
can read it on your uh, on your smartphone, your tablet, probably your Kindle. I haven't used a Kindle myself, but I assume you can probably get it on there. Uh, your laptop, it's a magazine, but it's in uh, digital format. And uh, on that latest, in that latest edition of the Kiwi Rider magazine, is the Indian FTR 1200. It looks amazing, flat track inspired, front and back wheel the same size. Would you say Matt it had a special rear tire or something? Uh, yeah, the tires are special um, tires developed specifically for that bike um, to be flat track inspired. They're made by I think Dunlop, who makes um, Indians FTR 750 race tires. Um, so very special uh, bits of kit there. So it'll be interesting uh, as time goes on to see what aftermarket tires you can get for those bikes. Um, but from all accounts, reading the reviews, um, they're actually not a bad hope. So um, hopefully we'll get to have a go ourselves. I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, the guys down at Wellington Motorcycles have said, yeah, no, we'll give you a yell when it arrives. And I said, okay, then I'll be there. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much to our friends at Kiwi Rider. Make sure you do read their latest magazine. And, of course, all their back issues, their back catalogues, and like them on Facebook as well. While we're speaking of Facebook, like us on Facebook. We'd love to have your input. Uh, we'd love to hear from you if you've got any feedback or you just want to say g'day, want to tell us about your bike, love to hear from you. Uh, you can get us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash powerbandpodcast. You can email us, uh, what are we, powerbandpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to pull out your smartphone and use the memo recorder to record yourself telling us all about your bike, we would absolutely love to have your input on the show. So make sure you record yourself and email that off to powerbandpodcast at gmail.com and thank you not only to our sponsors not only to our supporters not only to our mates not only to our international listeners but thank you to you the listener probably in uh new zealand uh and you you're interested in bikes and uh and you've supported us by listening thank you very much for sticking with us through what has been three seasons a bunch of uh, bonus content and some summer series for the last what nine months Heck, we could have uh it's almost like it's our little baby's uh, about to be born or something. Something like that. Or it's nine months old, um, either way. Um, geez, nine months, where's it gone? Where's this, where's this time gone, Ray? What have we done? <laughs> I don't know. We've, you know, we've done, uh, we've done over thirty hours of yarning about motorbikes. Oh, and that's just the stuff that's gone to ear, isn't it? <laughs> Not including all the back, all the stuff in the background yeah, where uh, exactly. we've had technical difficulties, jumping from Skype to. We generally aim for. Yeah, we generally aim for, what, a 40 to 50 minute episode. This episode so far is recorded out to 70 minutes. It'll it'll let it down to about an hour. We'll be all right. Uh, So thank you very much to everyone who's listened thus far. This is season three. We've got one more thing to do, Matt. Oh, a dad joke, I believe. It'll be a final dad joke for season three. Do you want to give it to us? Yeah, why not? Um, I met a guy from Australia who works in IT. I asked him. Oh, really? Do you come from a land down under? I come from a land under. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're not really into uh, IT stuff or uh, technically savvy, you're not, that's going to go straight over your head. Uh. Right, so we are going to crack on with uh, Season 4 in a few weeks' time. Keep your eyes on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Podcast for updates on that. Do hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to us on. We'd love to have your input. Uh, and we will be back for season four shortly, I guess. Yeah. Until then, I've been Ray. I've been Matt. This is Powerband Podcast. Keep your rubber side down, and we'll catch you in a few weeks' time. Yeah.